Are you bored of the usual character archetypes? Do you feel like you see the same characters over and over again? Is there not enough chaotic energy in your podcasts? Well, have we got the solution for you. Hi, I'm Harper. And I'm Darby. Chaotic Creations is a podcast where we take the weirdest character prompts we can think of and make playable Dungeons & Dragons characters. There's bad jokes. I wonder what Minotaur sounds like when they're really, you know, having a heartfelt speech. It's really moving. Backstories. I am an eagle kinku. She probably just says eagle. And people are like, not quite. And of course, plenty of chaos. You know, I don't consider mayonnaise to be a liquid, but I also don't really consider it to be food. Maybe he squishes his pecs together with like a little symbol in between and goes, We upload new episodes every Wednesday, and you can hear the two of us and some guests make some truly strange D&D characters. Find us on your local podcatcher of choice and check us out on Twitter at ChaoticPod. I'm Harper, your lawful nerdy paladin. And I'm Darby, your chaotic tired bard. And we hope you'll join us on Chaotic Creations. You know things, I know some too. Sit right down, the femme explain them to you. There's a thing you want to explain These two feminists can entertain Nerdy stuff, sexy stuff, so much to know Tune in for the Femsplain Show Femsplain! Good afternoon, Diana. Good afternoon, Avalon. And good morning, listeners. (laughs) They always have to listen in the morning. I know, I know. I set that rule. Okay. So are we, what are we doing? Are we making a podcast again? You know, I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. I feel obligated at this point. I'm not going to lie. I know. I'm sorry. But if you wouldn't mind making a podcast, I think it would be fun for us to do. Okay. All right. Good. Thanks. Well, what's the podcast called? podcast is called Femsplained. <laughs> what is that? I don't know anymore. Femsplained is a Fems only clubhouse podcast where the Fems have the mic, but everybody of every gender representation and identity is welcome to come and listen, laugh, and learn with us. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> uh, we... Last week, I got to, I, I was so excited about last week's episode. I got to Femsplain, one of the most ridiculous things in my memory, uh, which um, was Lonely Girl 15. Um, I can't believe that was last week. That feels like forever ago to me for some reason. It does. I just, I've, I've obsessed over it so much since then. I think that's why. But it yeah. does feel like such a long time ago. Um and yeah, so uh, before we get into what our new topic is, I would like to know what nerd culture has done for you lately, Avalon. I will say not a lot because I have been consuming way too much news. <laughs> yeah. I have just been staring at the news. Um, so this past week was the time leading up to the inauguration and then the first couple of days of Biden's presidency and just all of the impeachment stuff. And I, I feel like I've just been way too glued to what's going on with that. 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. And, and that's really, really mostly been my entire life. I have been taking a break from watching Doctor Who, which I had mentioned in the last episode. And yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that that's it, it is a really like weird uh, week it's been. Um, so that is uh, that's very fair. Um, I feel like although I also feel very glued, I had a couple of really nice experiences. Um, some I can't talk about. Um, like at all with me? With you, I already talked about them. OK, well, I've just you forgotten <laughs> yeah uh but last night oh yeah what i just remembered that what the, the, oh what i what we yeah can't what we can't about. talk okay. about okay. uh so so last night brie brito uh who was on the podcast a, our first a while guest back, yes. our first guest ever she had reached out to me very impromptu and was like be on this charity stream that i'm doing uh so i got to come on and talk with them for an hour and we just talked about like I, I we ha- we laughed so hard we both cried a lot we talked about gender identity we talked about like uh like racial identity and nationality and we talked it was just like a really really deep conversation that was also pretty dorky and nerdy and like uh and, and love loving and stuff and it was just very it was very heartwarming and nice it was a genuinely lovely experience i wish i had known that was happening i totally would have tuned in it was very last minute it was oh, uh well, cool yeah and she did a great job too i think she raised i, th- I think she, I, i'll have to double check but i think she raised like fifteen hundred dollars in that one um stream that's awesome they're awesome yeah so that I, I think that is the the biggest uh, nerd thing that I can talk about right now that, that happened this week. Very cool. What about um, not related to you slowly taking over the world? You've been consuming anything? Oh, yes. Okay. So this is a real dorky one, but um, uh, uh, I watched, which I'm very surprised that I got through the show, but I'm very glad that I did. Um, I watched um, a few weeks ago. Um, Bly Manor, you know, the, the new show that is ghosty and spooky, but is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So watching this show, which was a struggle for me because I'm not good at scary things at all. Yeah. It actually like took a lot of, uh, uh, of, of work for me to get through that show, but I could not because it was such good storytelling. Um, and, but I was very obsessed with the like romantic tension between two characters in particular you know the um the house chef and hannah the the woman who like takes care of the kids Mm. and all throughout watching that i was just like really I, i don't know i was just obsessed with how much chemistry these two had with each other without like ever touching each other like without like ever having like an actual romantic scene ever like but that from the beginning of the show like I was just cued in to the fact that they were madly in love with each other um and I liked that so much and I've been thinking about it ever since and something I guess reminded me that the actor 
who plays the chef is somebody that I know, <laughs> like from something else. Mm. And uh, I couldn't figure out what that was. And uh, finally, somebody on the internet uh, said it and, and triggered that memory. Anyway, it's iZombie, which is oh. a like comic booky TV show that's also like a procedural um, like cop show. And it's cheese. But it is a very enjoyable, dorky cheese, and I've been rewatching it, uh, and I'm loving it. I watched a couple of episodes of that. My mom had really encouraged me to watch it, and I think I didn't have any problem with it, but it didn't, like, grab me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it took a couple episodes to grab me, but I I also, I don't know, it's easy watching, but it's very nice, yeah. I'm all about easy watching I'll watch some garbage I watched and I actually really miss it I watched um all of some tv show on Netflix that's like a British it's called like dream home or something no it's not called that I don't know what the fuck it's called but what it is is it um people building their own houses and it's like it just checks in with them every few months to see how the progress is on them building their houses and they are interesting and strange houses in a lot of cases. And I got so fucking into this show and I don't know why. I'll say the whole thing, not worth watching. There's one episode where this family over the course of like 10 to 15 years builds the most amazing Hobbit house. Like, Mm. it's like a Hobbit mansion. Oh my God. The most beautiful, everything is by hand. And so everything is like a little bit asymmetrical, just very rounded lines. It is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And it was so calming just to watch the episode. And I cannot recommend it enough. And when I say recommended, I mean, I've totally not said what it's called. So no one can watch it. But it's my dream. (laughs) Everybody go figure out what show (laughs) I'm talking talking about. about, And then tell me and then I'll watch it. Absolutely. (laughs) uh okay great well uh that does sound really adorable um i i really that's all i've got to say for for nerdy things in general right now um but i am excited to to do this topic can Uh, we give a little bit of background on choosing this topic because it's very funny to me sure so um as listeners hopefully know by now we have started a patreon uh, which has been really exciting. Uh, as of recording, we are up to 13 backers and we are really hoping to get 15 this month. So that that's just really cool. Um, so thank you if you're someone who has backed us. But we decided to open up what this week's topic will be for a poll. And it was yes. an unheard of three-way tie. Three out of four of the answers all got the same number of votes. So then <laughs> then we moved it over to Twitter uh, to see what people would vote on because we're equally happy to do any and all of these topics and we'll probably do them in the future. But again, not a three way tie this time, but a two way tie. tie. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, really just at the end of the day, we were trying to displace the burden of having to make a decision and it has done nothing but come yeah. back to us. Yeah. Luckily, 
Uh, we got one last minute person who subscribed to the Patreon and voted and finally tipped the scales <laughs> by one vote. <laughs> yes. By at the at the last hour. Yes. So thank you to Tom the fanboy for. <gasps> oh, I didn't realize yeah, Tom had done it. All right, great. It was Tom who officially tipped the scale uh, to this topic, which we can't tell you what it is until. We get a man to explain it to us. Mm-hmm. 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 In a man's plane, man. Ooh. Everything's explained. In a man's plane, man. Ooh. Tell the ladies what to say. In a man's plane, man. Putting one minute on the man watch and go. What is the best Disney movie? Well, what makes a thing best? Edge, of course. The edginess of a thing. That's what makes it awesome. And by that definition, the most awesome and therefore best Disney movie is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't need my Disney animated classics to hold my hand or make me feel good or be fun. I want a Disney movie where the villain is a disgraced magistrate and the thing that you fear most is God. Oh, you want sing-along songs and hooks that get stuck in your head for days? Go watch Moana. I'll take Out There, a song about longing for what you can never have, or Hellfire, a song about... never mind what it's about. The point is, not all Disney movies have to have a happy ending. And that's why I think Hunchback of Notre Dame is the best. Runner-up is Black Cauldron. Well, we're going to try something new, actually. Uh, I'm pretty excited of, about this because I've got some, I am too. I've got some uh, combative energy. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. It's like it's like there's like a little aura of fight. I meant in general. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, instead of doing a fully mutual splain where we both talk about something we equally love and enjoy and uh, and and nerd about it together, we thought... We would take something within a topic, pick our favorites, and fight about it. Yes. And I actually uh, think that this is a really good model for, like, more episodes in the future. We may do more of these, yes. depending on how it goes. Uh, so the topic overall is animated Disney films. Yes. Right. And, and we're not we including reach. Pixar. Or, okay. Or yeah, are we? Right. Does no, that no, 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 no. That's, that's correct. Yeah. I just, I, I have to mentally think about where... Pixar starts and Disney ends. Sure, Because sure. Um, yeah, it's a very, it's very incestual <laughs> relationship there. Um, so uh, we are going to take the overarching Disney animated films from our childhoods, pick our favorites, and duke it out. Yep. Yep. Avalon, you want to go first? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I... I think mine is a solid hands down choice. I think that you're we've 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 had this discussion many, many a year ago and I don't think I don't remember, you remember it. it. I barely do, but I remember you getting mad at me. Because <laughs> it's gonna be some obscure bullshit, isn't it? No, it's not. It's the Lion King. Oh, that's pretty safe. fuck does that mean <laughs> it just feels like a safe choice i and i support that i also have a safe choice um but i did think that you were gonna say black cauldron 
no or some fuck is that? fucking bullshit that i'm sure no. is good but you know it's like a hipster no. disney movie yeah no no fuck is that all right so i'm gonna say beauty and the beast hmm all right well i already have punchy energy about that one <laughs> i think that there are, just... are more offensive disney films for sure but you definitely that's that come on well all right so <laughs> i approached okay. this as the movie that resonated the most with me during my childhood okay all right how did it not the movie that the internet has the easiest time playing <laughs> fucking psychotherapist tumblr with <laughs> okay okay what parts of beauty and the beast resonated with you okay one i thought i was better than everyone around me <laughs> okay which character is that is that bell bell yeah she is a little bit elitist yeah i definitely thought i was too good for everybody in my town i thought i was super special so smart Mm-hmm. And destined for greater things. Okay. Okay. So you you identified with Belle. Absolutely. Both, like, and... And she, at and, the time, <laughs> seemed to me to be, <laughs> of the Disney princesses, the most independent. Are we? Okay. All right. We have a lot to unpack. So there's a lot of trauma involved in yes. this decision. Absolutely. Okay, so the Disney character whose entire movie she spends <laughs> locked in a dungeon and her redemption arc involves becoming in love with her captor is the most independent Disney princess because she, hold on, let me check my notes, read a book. <laughs> the problem that I'm having right now <laughs> is how this has mirrored my own life. <laughs> I know. Because Francis doesn't let you out of that room. No, not because of Francis. Um, so, uh, no. <laughs> okay, so also, the charming supporting characters are so good. That, I agree. I, I, I can't fight that. The, it's the, got a great the cast. And the chandelier and, and all the other uh, furniture that, frankly, did not deserve to so, be part of this curse. Cogsworth. And Lumiere. Thank you. <laughs> Not Thank the you. clock in the chandelier. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're How fantastic. could I have? The wardrobe is also fantastic. Mm. Forgot about the wardrobe. But yeah. most importantly, Mrs. Potts always reminded me of my own grandma. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah. I loved her. Mm-hmm. I loved Mrs. Potts. I, I love my grandma. She's still alive. <laughs> oh, can we talk about how uh, how fucked up the witch is in this movie? I think we've talked about this off air before, but we have um, actually. Um, and I went down much like our uh, Wizard of Oz Muppets rabbit hole. I went through this whole thought experiment about the backstory of the witch if it was written in the way that Wicked is written from an unexpected perspective, giving more context to a fairy tale. And then over Christmas, I watched the animated Beauty and the Beast Christmas movie, which I have huge issues with, but it does actually give a little bit more to the the curse scene. Really? It does. Does it excuse the fact that she also curses all of his uh, support staff? No. No, okay. 
Because I, because I, that's the thing I can't get around. I yeah. mean, like, uh, other people also pointed out to me that the the prince was a child when he was cursed, which that part I forgot about. Yeah, that to me is. Well, I was gonna say the most fucked up, but no, you're right. The staff is more fucked up. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't do a damn thing. No, they just work there. And also, uh, I don't feel like there were actually that many members of the staff. I mean, like millions, like down to every single fork. I feel worried that, like, there were more staff when the curse started. <laughs> and that, like, something terrible happened. <laughs> like, like I, I just, I overthink, perhaps, but there's a part of me that feels very worried about So, okay, so that. the Beast is worried about this deadline wherein he stays a beast forever. Yes. When everybody stays a spoon forever, do they become like a spoon? Or are they still a, a person spoon? I think that they, uh, I think that they stay the way that they are. Oh, well, I think it would be more like, fucked up if at the deadline yes. they all just turned into those objects. And I well, prefer because I, that. Yeah. Well, oh, well. Because uh, the stakes are well, higher. And then the beast, when he becomes a beast forever, is like fully an animal. Right. But the 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 problem being that in the beginning of the movie, before he kidnaps Belle, they don't they've all given up, including the beast. Like he's forgotten about the deadline. Like he's just already accepted. Oh, that, he has like not. this is never gonna I'm pretty sure that's the I, case. I mean, I'm I think he acts like that to sort of, you know, cope emotionally but he's still hanging out with the rose this need to to justify his I behavior can... avalon listen <laughs> he was fixable god all clearly. she had to do was give up absolutely everything and, and she was uh, able to yeah. fix him she was she she sacrificed uh, her own life to save her old dad. Yeah. And then to save the beast. So really, just I mean, no self-preservation. I think sacrificing to save the old dad. Like, I don't think we should criticize that. No, but I mean, I'm seeing a What are you saying? Like, he's old to, so, like, fuck him? No, I'm just saying, like, maybe we don't just do trades like this. Also, why did her dad... You know, I would just, you know, say, let's say no to that. No to what? To this trade. Oh, well, somebody had to do it. He trespassed. And so somebody had to be a prisoner forever. Sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> sure. I I don't understand. All right. So the resolution of this movie, uh, does that resonate with you at all? Because the resolution resonate? is that, yeah. Because um, what resonated with me about the resolution of this movie was... Fucking Gaston is scary when he gets wet and is climbing on the roof. Beast isn't doing it for me in his human form. Always the biggest disappointment as a child. He, he, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I was more into him okay. in Beast form. Okay. <laughs> Disney has drawn some hot animals before. I will give you that, but Beast is this, not one I'm of them. Sorry, it's just not one of them. I agree with you, and it, that's how not into human beast I am. Does yeah, he have a name? Human beast is not good. <sighs> I'm sure he does. Okay. And three, 
Lumiere, also not hot. That I expected. He seemed pretty fucking hot to me as a candle. <laughs> he seemed like a predator as a candle. But no. then, you know, he turns into... I'm just saying. It, no. Everything going on with him and other people is totally consensual. He's just got a lot of sexy energy. Yeah. Maybe he does better as a candle. No one is as hot as I expected them to be is the real disappointment at the end. Okay. That's fair. Um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, I, you don't, you don't I, have you to know, give me that. <laughs> I just, well, I agree that no one is as hot as you expect them to be once the curse is lifted. That, I think, is true. And I think that it would have really uh, affected me more if Belle was like, I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, afterwards. Like, she did the right thing. She saved everybody, even though that should not have been her responsibility. But, you know, then she can leave. I would like if, so, like, okay, suspending the issues with absolutely everything. It would have sure. been nice if once the curse was lifted, because they are so close to that little town, right? I feel like you see her going back and forth. Like, she works in that town as maybe a teacher or something related to writing or literacy that's so important to her. Or she invites them to the library. But you see some kind of a connection, so you're not worried that she literally never leaves that place. Yeah, I'm, I assume that she never leaves that place. Or, like, have some of the villagers there at the fancy party at the end, like the bookkeeper guy. Because this is just, she's just, she's just made this her new reality. Well, I know, and that's a problem <laughs> for me. Um, but I will say that I do think Beauty and the Beast, part of the reason it's on this list, not just because I... I, I thought that I was destined for greater things, um, which I'm sure I guess all children do. But that the bell had some songs that resonated with me specifically for that reason. But and again, I, I mean, I'm we're talking little kid. I just want to be clear. I'm not talking about college. I'm talking about yeah. like second the, grade. When Avalon was very little <laughs> is when she was so attracted to the beast. Yes. <laughs> we don't want anybody to be mistaken here. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> not a, well, okay. But mm. I think that the music in the movie. Oh, God, this is where we really disagree. I was just going to say how Beauty and the Beast has like one song that's good. Your the rest are not even there. Drugs. It's just not there. The Lion King has consistently the best music. The entire, front, beginning to end, best music. Best villain song. Fucking. Uh, Lion King has best better music. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I'm not comfortable with saying Beauty and the Beast only has one good song. <clears throat> okay, I so think that the townspeople song is good. The one where they're like, hey, Belle, why are you being so fucking mean all the time? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, okay. that's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Avalon, why are you being so fucking mean all the I time? I would love to have a song where everybody sings to me about how mean I am, but also special. And yeah. <laughs> then I ignore them all and I read a book and then and you're like, wow, some, what a boring town. And then some fucking guy talks about how I'm the best. <laughs> but he talks about how you're the best, but then he takes your book out of your hand and throws it like gets all wet. Yeah. Like, wouldn't you just punch him? Yeah. And Belle wasn't into it either. But it still happened. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. OK, what okay. else? Um, Tale as old as time is solid. It's a little boring. 
but it's Tell a nice song. Time is is the one song I'm thinking of. You're not thinking of Be Our Guest? I got to be honest, uh, not really, no. All right, well then, let's just start this episode over, and I'm going to say that my favorite Disney movie was Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> because it was a really close tie, and I went with Beauty and the Beast, but I shouldn't have. Because the more I Little talk about Mermaid. it. Little Mermaid is, I think, a little bit better. I thought Beauty it was more Beast. problematic because... Because uh, she <laughs> she she trades her natural born talent to become a regular plain old move, uh, human being instead of a beautiful mermaid princess for a guy that she's never met. Yeah, and also because she's very young. Yeah, but you know what? Disney movies don't make any ages clear ever. They mm-hmm. like they don't ever tell like they they draw. No, they talk about her being them. sixteen. I'm like ninety percent sure. Because in the beginning, her do. clamshell moment was like being presented. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> her clamshell moment was being presented. No, that sentence. Throw it away. <laughs> Get rid of it. I never want to hear it again. Uh... <laughs> but it was empty. Okay. Um... Oh, yeah. Fuck it. You know, I should have gone with my instincts. Sorry about this episode, everybody. Little Mermaid, so good. Blotsam and Jetsam, so good. Ursula is so good. Ursula is great. Yeah. Ursula is, is is spectacular. I can't fight you on that. The And I will say, I think that Ariel's voice acting is stellar because when she is upset when her dad fucks up her room, I it, it made me cry. Oh, yeah. No, that was very painful yeah. to watch as a, as a kid. I felt like I, I guess I guess as a kid, that part definitely felt like the the fuck your parents uh, energy in that movie was very relatable. Absolutely. Anyway, so that's mine. You go. <laughs> OK. So the Lion King, I think the 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 reason why this is so good is because story-wise, it's, I mean, it's very close to Hamlet. It's not exactly, but it's its its pretty close to a classic uh, story. So not original. Great. No, which nothing Disney, The Little Mermaid, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, these are all stories that have been stolen. I know. So, but at least this one was stolen from Shakespeare, and frankly, he deserves it. You feel uh, like Shakespeare is superior to Hans Christian Andersen? Uh, I think that Shakespeare, at least they didn't sanitize the story so much, whereas all of their Hans Christian Andersen tale stories were turned into prissy little romances. Okay, here's where you're wrong. They totally, if you were claiming this is Hamlet, they absolutely sanitized it. I'm sorry. They show Scar licking clean Mufasa's bones and throwing them against a cave wall after he locked Zazu inside of Mufasa's ribcage. That's not Mufasa. That's just an animal. It is a dead lion. No, it's not. It is. It is a dead lion. The skull that he is. It's not Mufasa. That's Muff. That's Mufasa's that's skull. Mufasa. That's Mufasa's skull. That's Mufasa's skull. No. So here's what's going on. Stampede happens. The stampede runs over. 
The next scene cuts away. Mufasa's body is gone. Two scenes later, Scar is licking clean a lion skull. And Zazu is trapped inside of a lion's rib cage. It is Mufasa that no. Scar has eaten. That's too fucked up. That's not what it was. I reject it. <laughs> uh, but what I would like to so if this really was Hamlet. Yeah. What I wish was that Nala was as fucked up as, as Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to have a Nala Ophelia losing it scene. You know, <laughs> god uh wow that'd be fantastic um no so so obviously uh they didn't keep absolutely everything in there it is not a a necessary retelling of hamlet but it does deal with that thematically and has excellent stellar music beginning to end uh excellent side characters you have nathan lane in this goddamn movie yeah being hilarious. Do you being think wonderful? Do you think that it's a little pandery? To who? To the gay meerkats? <laughs> I <laughs> not maybe not Timon so much as Pumbaa. I just feel like the, the fart jokes are like really pandering in there. to the fart community. Pandering to like little kids. I, that's who it's for. <laughs> <laughs> Why are kids allowed to hear fart jokes? No, it's like. Not pandering, but like dumbing down, you know, like not no, giving kids enough credit. I'm sorry that Pumbaa's line about how the stars are uh, burning balls of gas miles and miles away. And Timon's like, oh, with you, everything's gas. But he's right. Brilliant. Brilliant piece of dialogue. Yeah, Excellent. that's OK. But then like, I don't know, just the straight up farts. Yeah, there's like two. It's like Is there? it's not. That I might much. be. Con- so I remember watching the animated series a lot and that i might oh, be well i know I'm sure i'm sure there's you know less uh, uh effort know, into the writing you know who had a good animated stuff. series little mermaid i've heard yeah i've heard that yeah um but but yeah it's got great music it's got a pretty serious theme also like the the Villain is kind of defeated by his own, like, fatal flaws, which is nice. It's not like, you know, nobody has to be forgiven in, like, some sort of cheese balls kind of way. Well. Like, he actually loses. That's the, I think that's consistent. In, uh, I mean, I I don't know which movie I ended up picking, but Ursula (laughs) certainly was not redeemed, nor was Gaston. No, both Gaston were, wasn't. but the killed. beast, the beast, beast was, was not the villain. Everything, but he was. But he should have been. I mean, he you're was, not wrong. You're not wrong. He was the villain. But I would say the same for King Triton. King Triton was forgiven, right? Well, I would say if if the beast was the villain, then King Triton was the villain, and he was forgiven. Yeah, he was redeemed. All right, but who's the parallel? Zazu. Zazu. <laughs> Zazu. <laughs> and and Zazu gets his comeuppance early and then he and then he has to uh, choose the right side. Man, this is the worst versus episode ever because all I can think about are reasons why you're right. So, <laughs> I I think that the Lion King is really strong because 
I can't think of any other Disney movies off the top of my head where the protagonist is where we see them as flawed and like humbled yes. as Simba is. Simba's moments of self-doubt and uncertainty and identity crises like all feel so authentic. Um, yeah. And we really see the growth of that character. Yeah, literally they do a time lapse oh, of shut him the getting fuck. old. <laughs> the time lapse is him just like throwing his head on the log yeah when he turns when he becomes he goes from being jonathan taylor thomas into uh being uh what what the fuck is his name oh i don't Um, know it was somebody famous yeah yeah he um ferris bueller he's jonathan taylor thomas when he was young simba and then he's ferris bueller who has a real name uh when he's older Matthew broderick thank you (laughs) wow Um, what a hunky lion I know that I was I was very attracted to all stages of that lion through many stages of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Were you on the JTT? Uh, I was not on the JTT train. train. I think that's yeah. probably the earliest sign of my gayness is I was not yeah. on the JTT crush train, nor was I on the Leo crush train. I think it's pretty gay to have a crush on JTT. I mean, you know, all, all, all those like femme boys with feathered hair when we were <laughs> tweens. If it was, I like Baby Spice. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not have room for anything else. Ju- it was just Baby it Spice. It was pretty much just Baby Spice. Or Bust. Yeah. yeah. I also had a crush on Billy Joel Armstrong as a little kid. I was really glad you finished that sentence. Yeah, no, not um, the, or Billy Joe Armstrong. I always fuck that up. I yeah, remember I like, the seeing fuck? the When I Come Around <laughs> music video when I was really little and thinking like that definitely seems like somebody that I'm romantically interested in. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. A lot. Hmm. So now that we're just talking about the Lion King being so great. Yeah. Uh let's Nala. talk about Nala. Yeah, and how she had very sexy eyes. Well, that's weird to me. Well, all right. Look, we're gonna talk about how Disney draws oh, animals oh, you sexy. Mean, you mean older Nala? Sorry, older Nala, I know. I was Nala, I was yeah, just thinking about younger Nala. Um, no. yeah, older Nala is specifically drawn. <laughs> no, with some I only have eyes. crushes on age appropriate <laughs> animals in Disney cartoons. Avalon, I'm not a creep. <laughs> well, I was just thinking about the Pinja scene. And I right. thought you were going to say that Nala was like a badass because she was better at being a lion than Simba. And I just, I auto-completed what you were going to say and I did it incorrectly. Yeah. Well, she does, they do a, a callback from that when she meets him as an older lion. A fucking course they do. Yeah. And she goes, and she pins him and then she looks down at him with her sexy eyes. Yeah. And, and then Elton John is like, hold my beer. I yeah. Nala's coming in with some heavy top energy. And then Elton <laughs> yes. John really waters it down. Which I think is consistent with the limited understanding I have about how lion prides work. Because if I understand it right, everybody's related and everybody's fucking. And everybody is trying to compete with each other to fuck the idiot dude. Mm-hmm. Like the one loser dude yeah. that's in this pride. And Nala's like, this is my idiot dude. Yeah. And she claimed him. Yeah. Yeah. But then he went back and fucked all of the other lions. Right. But, she, you know, she's got to maintain her pride somehow. So she just, you know, 
gives you mean pride or that pride? stare down. Ha. Ha. No, yeah. but really, I didn't know which one you meant. I don't. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> uh, so I think that, I mean, so Nala takes it upon herself to solve the scar problem. Right. By getting Simba. But don't you think right. that Nala could have just taken care of it herself? Um, I think that, like, not, probably not with, like, without getting attacked by the hyenas. Ah. I think that the hyenas are, I think hyenas are actually, like, like, tougher than lions. They just don't naturally, they're just not natural predators. Like, hyenas are, are scary. Yeah, they're scary. I don't know about one-on-one, but I think that... No, but yeah. there was like a lot of them, which brings me to the best villain yes. song in Disney history. Yeah. Yeah. Be Prepared is amazing. Did you yeah. see the live action? I didn't. And I, I, I guess I was disappointed by the live action Beauty and the Beast. And then I was, um, what else was I disappointed by? Jungle. And I'm, I'm afraid to watch this one. Jungle Book, did you see? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Don't watch this one don't yeah no. that's kind of what I was afraid of I just don't want to be let down <laughs> yeah um yeah. specifically around this particular be prepared oh yeah silver they, platter I know and it's funny because I I went into it I had a free ticket and I didn't expect to like it I was just in it for like the popcorn and so I was being very forgiving. I was being very forgiving of how bad of a job they did with fucking Timon. With what's his face, that, who see, I do that not think is funny. My heart. What is his name? Who played Timon? So and so on the street. What? Oh, oh God, no, that person's not funny. Yeah. Um and uh, Okay. And then I think What's his name? Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm blanking so bad. The guy who's in all the stoner movies, Seth. Rogan. Rogan was Puma. Was Puma? Yeah, which I is fine. He's he, he can that be funny. was fine. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, I was willing to forgive that as bad as it was, but then they just fucking squandered. Be prepared. I am gonna watch it. Yeah, that's just your homework. Be prepared. Yeah, just watch. I'm be gonna prepared. I'm gonna watch. Be prepared, and I'm gonna let myself feel that yeah. disappointment. Um. So anyway, yeah. Wow. So be prepared. Great villain song. Best villain song. One of my favorite burlesques I've ever done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, I think the hyena trio. I think we get two groups of of like side characters that are really fun. That's true. The we get the little trio of hyenas who are a riot and um and then we get Timon and Puma and um and Zazu Zazu and Rafiki uh, Rafiki yes there's so many good yeah. side characters now that I'm thinking about it um and uh, also they made all of the bugs look delicious even though I would never ever eat a bug I could not decide if they looked delicious or gross. Like, it really, it, it depended upon my watching of it. Because, like, that one yeah. slimy yet satisfying worm, like, I feel like I could imagine what it tastes like, and it was pure umami. Yeah. But then also I wasn't sure if something about the 
texture of it was would be wiggy. But it was Well, I'm sure in real life it would, but it looked on screen very appealing. Well, like yeah, that's what belly. I mean. I think I don't know if this is normal or not, but as a child, I really really liked like like fantasy or cartoon food. Like I really really liked connecting with what I thought the experience of eating it would be like. And that oh, was one that sure. really stands out to me. There's like a piece of pizza in and All a Dogs Go to Heaven. Slash All Dogs oh, Go to Heaven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best drippiest <laughs> cheese of all time. I've had this conversation yeah. with a lot of people and it's always either Goofy Movie or All Dogs Go to Heaven for the pizza yeah. cheese. Um, but I would say also the food and hook. Like I was really obsessed with. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name who played Rufio is on TikTok now. And he said that it was um, food coloring and ready whip in just buckets and buckets and that they got to eat it, which is not surprising. I don't but. know if I'm happier knowing that or, or not. I can't decide because I could make that is what I just learned. Yeah. You can have your own never food. I think I like that. Yeah, good. You should like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... Lion King. What are other... Um, why is Little Mermaid better than Lion King? It's not, is the answer. I would say that if you're in it for the smooches, it's better. There is one smooch, and it's between a man and a woman he does not know. That's not true. who he barely listens to even though she's clearly trying to explain a situation to him and he has no interest in what she's saying and zero understanding of her situation and they only smooch because they were peer pressured by a bunch of fish listen that smooch doesn't happen it gets interrupted that's true that's true yeah and that always has begged the question for me because it looks like they're in a pond how did the eels get there are they in the ocean or not but I think that the Little Mermaid, start to finish, is building so much sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is just unfulfilled sexual tension. Yeah. I like that when Ursula becomes, like, that skinny white woman, mm-hmm. uh, how she, like, chooses a body that definitely looks... What are you talking about? The, she, the, the woman that she chooses to look oh. like when she turns into a woman. Like, she looks like there's just... There's a, a natty ice missing from her hand. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's a rough so... patch. I do think that she looks... She looks like she's had a couple of rough years. Maybe she's partied a little too hard. But I also think she looks too old for Eric. Like, to me, she's yes. coming in with some cougar energy. She looks older. She yeah. looks tired. She like she looks does. like a haggard. Like what? Why did she choose this God. form? <laughs> Damn, Diana. Yeah, I don't know why she chose that form, but maybe like Eric is. Maybe she knows something. That. Maybe she knows that he would like to be led. Yeah, as it she were. Knows. He needs to be, you know, taught how to do his taxes and stuff. So right. She, she had to get him. You know what is so good about The Little Mermaid that everybody always forgets? is Le Poisson. The, the chef guy? Yes. The whole Le Poisson scene is terrifying. 
It is very terrifying. It's really scary. And it's nice to have, like, a little break in the middle of the actual story. It's like a little the side quest. The sexual tension. Is the sexual tension still being built through that scene? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that chef is like, it's gonna get hot in my little pot. Or, like, whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> Nope, whatever he says is now replaced with it's going to get hot in my little pot. <laughs> and he's like, before he gets really angry about Sebastian, he's like pretty flirty in the kitchen. Yeah, he's very sexually attracted to the crustaceans that he yeah, viciously murders happily. Well, I think most of them are dead already. Right, it's just that Sebastian's it's like a not. kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, but also good that you just kind of skipped over is Kiss the Girl so good. Kiss the Girl is a good song. Yeah. You know what else is a good yes. song? What? Under the Sea. Yes. Correct. Yes. Good song. You know what else is a what good song? It? Poor Unfortunate what? Souls. Mm. You know what else is a good song? Part of That World. Eh. Fuck. Eh. Wrong. Eh. The first three I give you, though. You sing that song. Yeah, I do, but only for the laughs. I think there are more good songs in Little Mermaid than Lion King. Oof. Let's compare. Let's do a tit for tat. What's the opening song for you? The the opening song of of Lion King? Yeah, it's Circle of Life. I'm just I'm just yeah. getting you started. Okay, Circle of Life versus We Are the Daughters of Triton. You win. Yes. Villain song. Be prepared. Poor unfortunate souls. Poor unfortunate souls. Be prepared still wins. We got an army of hyenas singing that song. Poor unfortunate souls is really good though. It's very good. It's still not better than be prepared. I think you might be right, but I do think that it's really good. All right. The love song. Kiss the girl versus can you feel the love tonight? Kiss the girl's better. I will give you that one. Yeah, I'll give you kiss, kiss the, girl's the girl. Better. Yeah. What are other criteria? Uh, humor song, Hakuna Matata, uh, versus what? I'm not sure what what's. It'd be fucking under the sea. Yes, Hakuna you Matata wins. Asshole. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't win. Under the sea wins over Hakuna Matata. No. All right, the independent song. The independent song. Um, what does would that be, mean? I think, Part of Your World versus Gonna Be a Mighty King. That I'll give uh, Part of Your World. I would give that. I actually wouldn't. So I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it and keep my mouth shut. But I think that okay, good. Just Can't Wait to Be King is pretty good. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Okay. All right. So I guess now, Lion King won. Lion King wins for music. I think Lion King also wins in two other surprising categories. I think The Lion King 2 is the only good sequel that Disney films have ever made. I think that is not true because I think that the third Aladdin is really good. But that's not what I'm here defending. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have not seen the second Little Mermaid. not, Not very good. It's about their kid. I right? know the animated series gets a lot of love, but animated but, series is is better than the Timon and Pumbaa animated series for sure. Yeah. All right. How about fuckability? 
fuckability. Uh, Nala's got no. some real sexy eyes. Yeah, but. And Ariel, I'm sorry, but she chooses to stay a human. That's some very weak energy. And I just don't know that I have. Time I don't for think that, that we can bring sexually. <laughs> I don't think that we can bring her decision making into her fuckability. Uh, I am very attracted to the 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 intellect of Alas and her decision to stay a boring old human in order to be with a very boring man just really we don't in a know lot that of ways. he's boring. We have not had the opportunity to find out if he's boring. He only owns one white shirt. And <laughs> Nala does not own any white shirts. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. So it has to be Ariel versus Simba because they're the main characters. Okay. Uh, Simba uh, is played by Matthew Broderick and he's hot. So Ariel's boobies are out. <laughs> they're under clams. Also, you don't know. If those clams come off or not, I don't know that. I don't, certainly. I don't need them to come off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about sex with a lion versus sex with a human that never can get their boobies out, then I'm going to go with the human. <laughs> uh, I'm If anybody has bone ability in The Little Mermaid, it is Ursula. Well, yeah, but we didn't get to that yet. Boneability of villains. In in which case, Ursula wins for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scar is... Is it I that mean, we don't think Scar is boneable or that we know Scar wouldn't bone us? Because for me, I think it's the latter. I think Scar would do what he was told, first of all. No. And second of all. No. I am only not attracted to Scar because I know he would reject me. But in my heart, he's very sexy. I. (laughs) This is God. This is awful. Okay. So, uh, yeah. I. All right. So. Let's talk about it in a non-sexy way. If we can. Okay. Yeah. Also, Lion King has a better video game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think Little Mermaid no. had a video game. But the Lion King video game is an amazing game. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the support trios. Okay. So Zazu uh, v. Sebastian. I think Sebastian's better. Mm. Sebastian has a song, and Sebastian has a little bit of, like, an arc with regret and remorse. Well, so does Zazu. I don't think as much. I think when Sebastian realizes that he brought Triton to the cave, like he's pretty fucked up over it. Yeah. But then he like he doesn't learn his lesson at that point and he keeps trying to like Wow, that's the you know, same bring character. Her down. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sebastian's better. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm I I'll I'll go with Sebastian on that. Uh and then I think Who's the flounder equivalent in in The Lion King? 
is Puma, right? No, I think it's Timon. I don't think there is a Pumba. And then I think the, and then it's well the seagull. Yeah, but the seagull I think is the dumber of the two. Flounder is just like sweet and naive and young, which isn't Timon, but is Pumba. He's but sweet Pumba and naive. Is a dumb ass, and so is that seagull. <laughs> <laughs> the seagull. So the seagull's not dumb. He just doesn't understand what human items are. But that's not, you know, he. It's just because he doesn't know what they are. He's he's trying his best to figure it out. Excuse me. That seagull is a fucking dumb asshole. Not because he doesn't know what human stuff is, but because he leans so heavily into thinking he knows when he doesn't and i don't have time for that <laughs> all right so then he's not puma no exactly because yeah oh all right so maybe he's tomo yeah yeah i think so. he just doesn't have like leadership energy like timon does but i he's more outspoken so yeah i just think as a as a trio Rafiki, Timon, and Pumbaa win. It would be Zazu, Timon, and Pumbaa, and they only meet each other at the very end. They are no trio. Whereas, if we're talking about team building skills, Sebastian, (laughs) Flounder, and (laughs) Scuttle, that took me a while, are working together to get Ariel laid. No, he he orchestrates the entire Kiss the Girl. Well, no, I mean, that's it, right? Well, Sebastian technically orchestrates it, but I feel like he gets it together. He just gives her a fork and then leaves. No, he he's always showing up to help. He's part of the effort (laughs) to get her. He just gives her a bunch of garbage and then tells her, good luck. Good luck with your prince. That's not what happens. And you know it. (laughs) Also. The Lion King's uh, uh, romance is not the focal point of the freaking movie. Yeah, that's a strength. Which is great. That's a strength. For sure. It's just like a little side point that is nice and fine and doesn't, uh, you know, necessarily need to be there. Unless. For the story. What you want is the escapism of the romance genre. We don't all have to be dealing with like grieving the passing of our fathers and mentors and you know questioning who and what we are and abandoning our life's responsibilities and just the internalized shame like sometimes that's too much for a movie Sometimes we all just want to completely get rid of our responsibilities, tell our dad to fuck off, and become a human for a man. Yes. All right. So what if this was a story about your dad being abusive, you being in high school, Mm. you being in (laughs) high school, and you having the opportunity to, like, go into the fucking hedge or become a superhero Because that's what this fish out of water story basically is for her. To have legs is like having a superpower. No, it's, but that's. It is. No, well, it is from our perspective, but you have to reverse it for her. 
this is there's no such thing as mermaid she so, like, gives there's... up everything to be what seems to her to be a fantasy creature oh that makes me so mad at humans <laughs> like at all humans to write a story where it's like it's the fantasy of magical creatures to be just like us and have legs yes mm. and that makes her brave and cool <laughs> uh-uh she had a fin so she could swim so did everyone else she knew she couldn't dance she couldn't walk on a street she could not feel fire. They were dancing just fine during Under the Sea. They were dancing. Yeah, but she couldn't do the plenty. old gumshoe. She couldn't tap dance. <laughs> she, could, she, could, she could never she hear could, the beautiful she could never sound do the of <laughs> tap shoes. She probably couldn't really hear anything very well because of how sound travels underwater. I, then why the hell do they have so many bongos? I think that clearly they could hear music underwater. <laughs> I don't know. She sang. She she sang, <laughs> but but nobody could hear it as well as they could hear it above water. We'll never know that because she gave away her voice in order to go. Above. She didn't give it away. It was like a gamble. It was like a little bit of a. You can have my voice until I succeed at this thing. She was really taking a lot of gambles with her. Because uh, she her... is fucking brave. What did Simba gamble? Uh, his life. No. He didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. When? When he came back to the Pride to fight Scar. When he had nothing he left to lose and he had fucked off for like what appeared to be an entire generation. He could have stayed with Timon and Pumbaa. He could have stayed living that carefree life, eating bugs, looking up at the stars, daydreaming, living a life of luxury. But instead, he did the right thing. He went back home. He confronted his uncle. He almost died in a glorious battle and he saved the day. I don't think there's any excuse for that close that fight to have been as close as it was. How do you mean? Well, Scar was established from the beginning as being like totally weak and not a good fighting lion. And at this point is an old man lion and Simba is yeah. in his prime. Yeah, but Simba also hasn't been like lion training. He's just been on vacation for 13 years i mean still <laughs> he's just been like drinking beer and eating chips by the poolside oh that sounds his, nice this is two buddies also i really relate to uh timon and pumbaa being really sad and upset that they're gonna lose their friend when he goes to take his responsibilities that is nice <laughs> yeah i really i really appreciated that because i was like i wouldn't want them to leave yeah but also they were just using him as like a bodyguard. That's not true. I mean, eventually they got closer, but I think that was the idea in the beginning. He was a little baby when they found him. He yeah. was no bodyguard when they first found him. Yeah, but he was still a lion. Yeah, but a little baby lion. Yeah, and Timon was like, if we get this fucking lion on our side, no one is ever going to mess with us. Yeah, but then he's their friend. Right. I'm just saying there were some motives. Sure. Well, Diana, who do you think won? <laughs> uh, well, I frankly, I think that I think that I definitely won against Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I think that I mean, you made me change my entire <laughs> choice 
before you even started talking, it was just me hearing my own voice. I think I think that it's much closer between a Little Mermaid and the Lion King. However, I still think that the Lion King just edges out. I think there's. <laughs> I think they have to coexist. I think that they're at the end of the day, their appeal is fundamentally different enough. But if there had to be one, all right, as an adult, I'm saying Lion King. As a child, I would be saying Little Mermaid. Okay. Because I do think that even though it makes you internalize it in a fucked up way and like as is demonstrated by my weird relationship with Beauty and the Beast, I think that (laughs) it, it is a vital part of these stories to be like, to dream of being a self insert and where your life can take you like away. Whereas I think that The Lion King is kind of about owning up to your responsibilities and taking care of, like, your family and, like, staying put. Whereas I do feel like most other Disney narratives, like, are about launching. About taking you away, yeah. Yeah, and I think the launch is a really important message for kids. I I think that's – it's complex. Yeah. uh, But sometimes problematic that that's the the – such a common narrative for kids but I do I, I guess that's why I like the Lion King because it was like that that wasn't the yeah. focus was that uh the going off and 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 escaping uh was something that he needed to do at the time but that ultimately he needed to come back and take care of business yeah hmm. all right well give me, <laughs> he gave me something to think about Diana <laughs> Oh, thanks. I can't wait. I'm going to go watch Be Prepared right now. You're just going to be, like, disappointed. I know. I know it. You're just going to say, huh? Huh. Okay. I can't (laughs) wait. Great. Well, I'm really looking forward to the next time we have a versus it being something that I have more of a leg to stand on. Yeah, I'm really excited to to duking it out more. Yeah, I think we should do that. I'm sure you're excited because you just fucking flounced me. I I am, but I'm also looking forward to getting my ass kicked at at some point. I'm so it, disappointed. It I really thought I had this in the back. I really thought you were going to bring some weak bullshit to this. Nope, I came in strong. It's like <laughs> that game everybody plays, and then they get mad at you if you're Kirby. Smash. Oh. I don't know what that means, but sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one plays video games with me. <laughs> I, well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And we want to give a shout out to yes, our VIP patrons. We have Celeste, who should not be paying that much money. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Thank you, Celeste. Thank you, Celeste. We have Daniel. We have Nuance. And we have Chris. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. We are now searchable on Patreon. Yeah. So if you search Femsplained Podcast on Patreon, you will find us as well as some other bad people. So don't click on them. Yeah, don't. Uh, but we are there. Uh, you can. Okay, Diana, why don't you give a little bit of a self-follow pitch? 
Oh, I'll do that. Um, you can follow me. Uh, I am Super Dylan everywhere. SuperDylan.com, Super Dylan on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and uh, Twitch. And basically, if you go to my website, SuperDylan.com, you will find everything about this podcast. You will find everything about my published RPGs. You will find everything about what I'm doing on Twitch, etc. So you will find it all there. Awesome. Uh, and you should definitely follow Super Dylan on Twitch because there's some pretty cool new stuff coming on. That's true. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, I am a cat attack everywhere. Most places it's a underscore cat attack. A couple places there's no underscore. Uh, but you can likewise follow me on Twitter, Twitch. Don't follow me on Instagram because it's mostly just my baby. And I'm not on TikTok because I don't. I was going to say because I don't say suck. something. I was going to say it all sucks. Go ahead. But I actually, <laughs> I respect a lot of people on there. So I. <laughs> That's all right. All right. Oh, and then Femsplained. Follow Femsplained everywhere. Yeah, Femsplained cast on Twitter, Femsplained podcast on Instagram. And you can email us at femsplainedpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you have a podcast that you are interested in, maybe a little bit of an ad swap for, you can reach out to us. Uh, that is an option. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thank you. Bye. Fun